the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now a word from one of our Bible Live sponsors. Our company is so proud and excited to sponsor the Bible Live. As a businessman, I have to make decisions every day about how to best invest time, personnel, and resources for the best return and results. The scriptures say there are two things on earth that will last forever, God's Word and the souls of people. It's my hope that you, your family, your church, and perhaps even your business will pray about giving a tax-deductible donation to the Bible Live at this time. Together, let's expand this historic broadcast of the scriptures to other cities across our nation. A sound investment for both time and eternity. You can donate by credit card at the Bible Live website, www.thebiblelive.com or mail your check for the Bible Live to P.O. Box 18888. That's P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Sophie will ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. That is really your favorite verse in the book of books? It is. Hello, Soapy. Hi, Jacob. We're sitting here talking. We've already gotten involved in uh, what, what's going on. I'm hearing an echo behind you. Uh, you have any reason for that, Jonathan? Oh, I. Jacob's phone, microphone wasn't on. We oh, went my, for one. my microphone's not you, on. You are on now. Uh, now they can hear your dulcet tones. Uh, actually, I don't know about all that, but <laughs> hi. <laughs> Say hi again. Yeah, that's okay. right. Who said oy vey? Yeah, we've been talking already about <laughs> oy vey. All right. We're talking already about the book of Job. It is... Uh, my friend Jacob, it's his favorite book of the Bible. Yes, and I told you what my favorite verse is. Yeah, and, and I said, really? That's your favorite verse? That doesn't seem like... Read it the way you... Out of your Hebrew yes. scriptures there. Read it there. Hebrew. Okay, let's hear it. That's uh, this. It is... Uh, let's see. 1922. Are you sure that's it? I am absolutely positive. <laughs> are you sure that's your favorite verse? I how are you ab- not? How I are you am- not sure what your favorite verse is? No, right? No, I know exactly what my favorite verse is. Job is my favorite book. I'll tell you why. You never ask, but I'll tell you why. Okay. But then I'll tell you my favorite verse is 1922, and from uh, the Hebrew it reads, "Why do you persecute me like God?" Aren't now, you, he's talking to his friends. He's talking there, right? to his so-called three friends. Uh-huh. And he says, why do you persecute me like God? Aren't you satisfied with my flesh? I really like that verse. 
I cannot imagine why you like that verse. I, I mean, he says, have mercy on me, my friends, have mercy, for the hand of God has struck me. Must you also persecute me like God? Haven't you chewed me up enough? Oh, that my words could be recorded. Oh, that they could be inscribed on a monument. Isn't that interesting that his words were recorded? Yeah, right <laughs> And here, we do right have here them inscribed here. We are yeah. carved with an iron chisel and filled with lead, engraved forever in the rock. Mm-hmm. But I, Now, this is my favorite verse. Uh-huh. But as for me, Job says, I know that my Redeemer lives, and he will stand upon the earth at last. And after my body has decayed, yet in my body I will see God. I will see him for myself. Yes, I will see him with my own eyes. I am overwhelmed Mm -hmm. at the thought. So that's my favorite. Uh, And I'm going to guess why. Well, he has this. This is interesting because the, the Bible, the Old Testament in particular, doesn't talk a whole lot about death an eternal life, right? That's correct. It, it, yes, it focuses correct. a great deal on, on how we should behave and live in, in this world, how we should treat each other as God's people, how we should relate to people outside of faith and so on. Uh, but here is this one in this oldest book of the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, have this this declaration. Job is being battered. He's being um, he's being tested. Right, His right. faith is definitely on the on trial here. He's to see you know uh, as we've seen, Satan uh, has said you know the only reason he follows you is because you do good things for him and you make things. He's, he's all these blessings. And and well, uh, I, I did. I have always been told him. a dog yeah. will always like a person that feeds him. Exactly, something like that. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, so God allows Satan to test him. He puts limits on it, uh, but he allows him to test Job's faith. And and uh, the, the wonderful thing is that Job, he 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 is. Uh, what can I say? He is stricken. Uh, he is wounded. He is hurt, but he never goes down. He so, he stays in there, and he, even here he says, uh, "I know that my redeemer lives, yes. and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth." And that he, right. yeah, I like it. He's a, and because wow. we we understand that's the Messiah. Is that correct? He is. Uh, are you talking about the oh, Redeemer? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. That's okay, I, b- so I believe that's right. That's what I was hoping you'd the, get to because that's uh, I knew you uh-huh. understood that. Which is perfect. interesting because again, he's yeah. this is way back there, and he's already it's talking about the Redeemer. Yeah, there. yeah, at the beginning, you might say. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the reason I like the verse mm-hmm. is because here's his three friends. They're supposed to be consoling him, but they're not. What they're doing is <laughs> yeah. they're hurting him worse. And he's saying, look, my body is destroyed. Do you have to destroy my spirit, too? The only thing that's left of me, the only thing that's left of me is what I believe, what's inside of me. And instead of encouraging and lifting that up, aren't you satisfied with my flesh? Do you have to kill my spirit, too? Uh, Oh, my. Yeah, I see what you mean. 
Yeah, I see what you mean. Always, yeah. That, ever since I very first time I ever read Job, I read that verse and I said, I get it. Here's a guy that's in a lot of, he's lost his kids, his home, his, his whole body's racked with pain, he's destroyed, and he just wants somebody to say nice things he's to him. He's clinging to his faith and his hope in right. God, and, 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 that's and, and they're now even they're eating away at that. And he's yeah, saying, yeah, I see that. Oh, my that's... Flesh? And in other words, these yeah. are not friends. Yeah. Yeah, I get it, Jacob. That's I I, I like that, yeah. and and then of course that makes that stand that declaration there in verse twenty five. Right, exactly. That makes it stand out go. even more. Yep. But as for me, I know my redeemer lives, and he will stand at the latter day upon the earth. And of course, there's an old there's a there's a hymn that we sing in church that says, "For I know my redeemer lives." You know, that we sing that. Yeah, make well, somebody put that if you'd to like music. To strike up a couple chords. Go right ahead. <laughs> no, I better not. Hey, um, <laughs> we do want. To keep our, 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 our uh, all three of our people and people in our audience for sure. I'd, I'd lose them all if I started singing. John's already <laughs> gone to sleep, so we're down to two. <laughs> Just me and you. Well, listen, folks. We are in the. Uh, let me let me explain a little bit what we're doing here. Maybe you. It could be that someone is just tuning in. First yep. time to ever run across this station at this hour, and, and uh, this is the Bible live. What we do Monday through Friday, if you tune into this station at nine thirty in the evening, uh, as you're settling down for a night's rest, you can listen to a fifteen to twenty minute reading from the Bible, and we systematically it's not just. You know, kind of hodgepodge, you know, pick a verse, say a verse. We read systematically through the entire Bible, Old and New Testaments, and you can hear a 15 to 20 minute reading. Each and every weeknight, you hear the entire Bible uh, every year. And uh, right now, we this past week, we have gone from Job chapter 6 to Job chapter 37. Next week, we'll finish the book of Job, go into Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon. There you go. Yeah. And then uh, the oh, first Song of Solomon yeah, and then Ecclesiastes. That's right. And then, and I thought then, you said Galatians. Then we will go back uh, into the New Testament on uh, Friday of this coming week. I see. Okay. We'll be reading the book from the book of Galatians. We'll skip back to the New Testament. So uh, that's how we do it. We we kind of alternate back and forth between the Tanakh, the Hebrew Scriptures, and the Old Testament, and in the New Testament as well. And uh, so I hope that you'll join with us uh, this week, Monday. If you start listening this week, Monday, then next year at that same time of the year in July, you will have made uh, the full all around the bases. You would have uh, gone around the horn, and we will be back at the same place, and you will have heard the entire Bible. And I know a lot of you, you've been wanting to do that. All your life, you thought, well, I really need to read the Bible. I want to be able to say I've read That's the Bible. That's a great point. You know, people say they want to do it all the time, and their opportunity is actually right they, here. They can do it right here, yeah. Monday through Friday, then talk about it on Sunday Just night. Just settle it down in the evening, and then on Sunday night, we talk about it. We discuss it. We try to answer questions, We and we take your Suggestions and ideas and thoughts. We're not know-it-alls here. You know, we don't. Uh, you know, I've been at it for a long, long time. I, I uh, began to love the scriptures and, and know the Lord and walk with Him when I was eight years old, and I—that's uh, a pretty good number of years ago now. And I've been on the mission field for fifty years and about thirty-five, forty countries of the world, and just been an incredible, exciting walk with God. But I'm still learning and growing, and uh, 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 and I, I love this book. I love the truth of God's word. And Jacob's in the same on. 
on the the Hebrew the, the, on side and, and giving this perspective of the the, the the Jewish perspective of these passages and these verses that not only the Hebrew language but the Hebrew culture and the tradition remember these these are Hebrew men and women you know starting of course with Abraham we, we formerly knew them as, as uh, mm-hmm. the Jewish nation but uh, this these are these are their documents these this is their language this is they've been studying and looking and recording and discussing these books for centuries and centuries not Jacob himself he's not that old maybe just one century right uh, uh, I would say uh, for centuries and centuries but fortunately many of them wrote their notes. The they wrote it down, yep. Just like Job says, oh, that someone could Somebody record my words. Yeah, <laughs> You know, I'll tell you something funny, just as a quick aside. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I attend, you know, different services, different Bible studies. I don't attend a lot of services. I like mm-hmm. the Bible studies because mm-hmm. I like to hear and hear discussion and learn things from different peoples and different points of view on different religions. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy that. And I will tell you, I was at one this week. I'm not going to say where because oh, you'll see why. Okay. So they was passing out. They were talking about they how, were passing out. Well, I start. I started. Uh, <laughs> I cleaned it up because I didn't want because that might identify something. So they were talking about the comparison between Abraham and his wife. And uh, twice Abraham's wife gets taken captive once by Pharaoh, once by Abimelech. Uh-huh. Sarah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then evidently she was a looker, huh? She was a pretty lady. I mean, these guys. Kings wanted her, and, and certainly on the surface level, it's all about beauty and sex. Okay, and then of course Isaac, uh, his uh, Rebecca, his, Rebecca, his um, his gets taken, uh, his wife gets taken. So, and they were comparing all the stories, and at the end, somebody said to me, "Well, because they know I, where I stand on this," and they were the suggestion was, and, I, and I, I'm a big boy, and I can take different points of view, and. Uh, and understand different things. So it's all okay that people are confused, but at the end, somebody said to me, well, how do you feel about this? And I said, well, actually, uh, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm at a funeral, and the preacher has given a great, beautiful eulogy about the dead person, and I feel like I'm compelled to ask for equal time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I think it's funny, well, but I'm not quite well, sure. Well, because I get if somebody stands up at a eulogy and says he was great, he did this, he did that, I want equal time. So no, he did. He was a lousy guy. Uh, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, and, but but funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so anyway, but um, bump. Yeah, yeah, that's we right, John. Uh, but we did we talk just why that verse really should grab some because I mean he's saying you're destroying my spirits. All I got left. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But why? You never really ask me why the book of Job is. My favorite book. I thought I did. I don't think so. And if okay, you did, now you're going to tell I, me why, right? Yes, I would like to share real quick. It's because I looked in some ancient literature. I've looked up, well, did a lot of research and read a lot of things. I learned from the old, the old writers. And my theory is, since Job's the oldest book in the Bible, that was closest to the original events. So I think, you know, I learn a lot from that. <coughs> mm-hmm. And that's important to me. Anyway, so the question is, why was the book of Job even given to us? Now, we know this. Good question. Yeah, so why would God even give us the book of Job? What purpose does that serve? Well, we know Moses was given the five books, you know, in Genesis, Exodus, etc. So he was given the story and the law, so we told the history. Mm -hmm. But Job, as far as I know, as the only book that gives us our human glimpse into heaven. 
and God. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a reason. I think that's the reason the book of Job might have been given to us, because the other stuff was given to Moses and then there mm-hmm, were the prophets. Mm-hmm. But this is our little glimpse of what mm-hmm. takes place and the dynamics well, between God and the book and of Satan. Revelation would be an, an addition to that because uh, you do get a glimpse into you heaven and the angels glimpse, and yes. the angelic realm, the Messiah and the Savior. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is unusual. This is actually the first book uh, in terms of, of its of its. Not in terms of what it covers, because Abraham, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Moses in the book of Genesis, he goes all the way back to creation. He tells the story mm-hmm. of the beginning, but that was written. It's like if I yes. write a cowboy novel, now I say in 1884. Yeah. So, But, but here's Job but telling Job his story, his life. Yeah. And he's a contemporary, uh, 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 we think, it yes. looks like, you, you, you've made it clear to us, that one of these uh, three friends uh-huh. of Job uh-huh. was actually uh-huh. a son of Esau. Well, the the, the smart money is is that this is <laughs> the smart uh, money yeah, this good. is obviously during the time period of the patriarchs mm-hmm. and it's also and the, you quoted the verse after the one I said about why aren't you satisfied my mm-hmm. you said my redeemer lives oh if it could just be written down now if we know that he because we're gonna I'm gonna show you something tonight he talks about Noah's flood mm-hmm. so job knew about Noah's flood and I'll show you where that's at in a little mm-hmm, bit mm-hmm. so he knew about the flood but evidently we are learned from the verse you picked out he doesn't know about the Ten Commandments being given so that gives us a framework to mm-hmm. deal with well, maybe a, I don't know, a way to date the the book itself it is, sure. well we're good. let's go to Esther okay. uh, you remember we finished reading the book I, of Esther I, I read Esther's book yeah 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 and so Esther herself is called <laughs> <laughs> Esther, we joke about your name every time you come on. Thank you Hi. for joining us. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy. My mom and dad named me Esther. Oh, I think you really name. like that name. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to call an opportunity to go way back in the book of Job to defend women, okay? Good for you, Esther. But, yes, I should do that for my sisters everywhere. You bet. Uh, you have no mention of in the interview, you have a mention uh, at the end of Job. You have a mention of his beautiful daughters that he had. Let me mention That's this: that I think I think maybe we're getting an echo and some background. Is is the radio on or something by any chance? Yeah, I'm way. It's raining at my house. I live out in the country. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, yeah, well, well, I'm, I'm hiding well. from my radio. I just want to make sure we hear everything you say. So go ahead. Uh, what, what happened in Job, the second chapter, you have a little Job sitting there in his pile of misery, and uh, his wife comes along, and I read it from the Bible that I have, chapter 2, verse 9. Uh, Job's wife said to Job, Do you still maintain your wholesomeness? Blaspheme God and die. <laughs> okay, that doesn't sound true. Very nice. Yeah. Job answers her, and, and she takes a really beating for that. Oh, what a horrible woman. Yeah. But it's not so. Okay, you go to the next verse, and here we read this is verse what can Job said to his wife. You talk as any impious woman might talk. Furthermore, we accept the good from God and not accept the bad. Right. Despite everything, he did not sin with his... Mm -hmm. When you look at what he said... 
Yeah, he was suffering. He lost, suffered the loss of every possessions, his family, and children, even his health. And now, so so how how is it a way you're standing up for women there? That why? What do you want to say yeah. about that? About what she said yeah. to Job? Curse God and die. You know? yeah. now, now, let me say this quickly. Last week, Jacob kind of put forth the idea that maybe it wasn't such a bad thing she was saying, and maybe she was just trying to say, "Look." Go on, honey. You know, uh, I've heard of people that on their deathbed, the, the spouse leans down in their ear and says, go on hun, home, kind of giving them permission to go on. That's not right. I'm sorry, you're, you're fading yeah, out. Esther, you are breaking up so bad. Can you stand closer to the window? <laughs> yeah, you, your, voice, your voice is breaking up. Your voice is breaking up. We're not hearing okay. you. Call us back, would you? Yeah, Maybe we'll get a better us, line. If you call okay, back. wait. Let me. I'm on the porch now. Can you hear you me go. better? Uh-huh. Much better. Thank you. Oh, she oh, that, I have to be in. The, I have to be in the rain. I'm all out in defense of women everywhere. Okay. Okay. The, what he says is, you talk like. In other words, you are not an impious woman. He oh. said, remember who you are. You're my woman. Oh, you have value. Good. Okay. So he that says, is a good straighten up. Yeah. And look, this is something God has done. Shall we only accept good from him? And of course, she doesn't argue. She accepts it. He is doing what a uh, head of the home, good husband would do. He keeps his way straight. And he keeps his wife Where's walking on the narrow path, too. She deserves some yeah, applause. That was here. great. That's good. Esther. That really is good. Oh, my God. I'm going to go in because I'm made of sugar. I'm going to melt. I'm getting wet. Okay, dear. Thank you for calling. That was yeah. a great point to yeah, make. That is a good point. Okay. Yeah. Good to hear from, from you know, Esther along tonight. Along those lines, mm-hmm. are you, have you heard the Shakespearean line? You know, I, I had to study Shakespeare when I was in college. Uh, I had My background was literature. Anyway, so, uh, have you heard the line that everybody quotes, to be or not to be? That is the question, now, yes. That is the question. What is that about? Uh, it's actually it's actually something that takes place here in Job. Okay, go for it. Well, I don't even know. Okay. I've, never, I've heard the statement my whole life. Everybody says to be, to be or not, not to be. be. That everybody, is the question. There I say that's the question, but they don't finish. You played that role sometime in college, uh, didn't that, you? Yes, I did, but we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> okay. That. Okay, so to be or not to be, that's the question. Whether uh-huh. it's nobler in the minds of men to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune mm-hmm. or to bear arms against the sle- sea of trouble, to sleep, ah, perchance to dream, there's the rob. Now, what he's saying is, is uh, I mean, he's contemplating suicide. He says, to be or not to be, I can't stand the things I'm, when I go to sleep at night, I have these horrible dreams. And maybe I should just kill myself. But if I kill myself, what if that's like an eternal sleep and I never can wake up to get a break from the dream? That's why there's the rub. Ah. Now, that's what's missing in the book of Job. Job never, ever, ever contemplates suicide. And the reason I bring that up is what Esther just said. He said he takes the and he endures because he never loses hope. Yeah, he? hope you got it. That's exactly right. So he never loses his hope, and so therefore he says he doesn't do to be or not to be because he never contemplates suicide, mm-hmm. and that's fascinating. So we learn a lesson. That really that. is good. That really is good. I need that because one of the things in our in our ministry right now, 
with uh, men and women in the military, in particular uh, young men and women in basic training and so on. Uh, one of the great uh, problems is it's not like it's widespread, but sometimes young people in, in the throes of uh, disappointment or trial and tribulation, they actually lose hope. And so that's one of the great things we all keep our eyes and ears open for is to uh, listening if there's any signal that someone has lost hope and beginning to despair. Mm-hmm. And and so we, we – that's an interesting uh, – I like that. I, I think as, it, now that you say it, right. it is yeah, kind of interesting of that Once Job – Once anybody catches something, they, they, ca- they see it right away. Yeah. It's like uh, Man's Search for Meaning written by a psychiatrist who was a, a Jewish guy put in a concentration camp. Small book. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's called Man's Search for Meaning. And in there, he makes the point about hope. He said, Big guys are bigger, stronger, healthier, younger than him. They died because they lost hope. And he, being a psychiatrist, made himself hope for something every day, even if it was only for lunch. <laughs> and he said, that's the trick. You must have hope. Yeah. Well, uh, ultimately, of course, uh, what was shown here is that ultimately, the only hope that really will last it, it, is a hope in God Himself that moves, that goes beyond well, that's right. uh, this world, and so on. Well, let, let's let's go into the Book of in Job. In fact, you see, may we tie up with another verse that d- dwells right? Certainly, on. certainly, go Everybody for it. Everybody loves, certainly, certainly, Ollie. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so here is, uh, I wish everybody could have seen what John just did. He's very good at imitating the Three Stooges. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so in chapter 13 of Job, anything we're talking about tonight is in the chapter of Job. So it's it's 13, 15 through 18. Do you happen to have a Bible? I do. I have it right here in front of me. Would you be kind enough to read it? Chapter 13, verses 15 through 18. Yes, but here's the catch. Uh, And, of course, I know yours is kind of, uh, shall we say, a modern flowing interpretation. But, yes. I will, but I will say this, that everybody likes to quote the verse, though he slay me, I'll trust in him, but they don't read the rest. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me, um, um, oh, I'm going to start back at 13. You, you know me, what? I like Maybe to kind of get the context. <laughs> Be silent now, Job says. Be silent now and leave me alone. Let me speak, and I will face the consequences. Yes, I will take my life in my hands and say what I really think. God might kill me, but I have no other hope. I'm going to argue my case with him. But this is what will save me. I am not godless. If I were, I could not stand before him. Listen closely to what I'm about to say. Hear me out. I have prepared my case. I will be proved innocent. Who can argue with me over this? Who can argue with me over this? And if you prove me wrong, I will remain silent and die, he says. Is that There's, that's it. That's the passage. Is that 18? That's Well, that was actually 19. Oh, I see. Okay. I know we got music. Uh-huh. That means we got to take I, our at break. At least I'm told by John that's music. But what are you going to tell us when we get back? What I was going to tell you is, did you notice, though he slay me, I trust in him, basically. Because then he'll have to face me. Then I'll be in front of God. I'll vindicate myself. And so, in other words, he has the hope. I may die, but I will stand in front of God and tell him I was innocent because I'm going to go there. 
Oh, there's a nice uh, I like the power of the statement, yeah. though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Yeah. Uh, but I like the rest of them that says, then I'll be in front of yeah, him and yeah. I'll vindicate myself. Yeah. He doesn't lose hope. That's a wonderful statement. Well, we're going to come back. We're going to continue and we're going to talk about, we're going to answer, try to answer this question. Why is the book of Job included? What is it? Uh, you know, what is the, the unique message that we find in the book of Job for us as human beings, as followers of God, lovers of God today? What is the message? Okay, we'll come back and talk about it. You can give us a call, 210-340-9585. Don't go away. Stan Shelton, with offices at Loop 410 and Broadway, has taken care of the dollar family that's Suzanne and me plus our three children for the past 25 years. Suzanne, tell the folks about our dentist. Well, like you say, Dr. Shelton is a dentist for a lifetime. He's got the latest technology. He's busy, but I've never had to wait. And I never dread going to the dentist. In fact, he and his staff are so personable that I actually rather enjoy it. Go to DrShelton.com or call 590-7878. Lasting contentment is found only through our relationship with God. Hey, welcome. It's time for another encouraging word from Our Daily Bread. The devotional today, Out of the Trap, was written by James Banks. The Venus flytrap was first discovered in a small area of sandy wetlands not far from our home in North Carolina. Venus flytraps release a sweet-smelling nectar into colorful traps that resemble open flowers. When an insect crawls inside, triggering sensors along the outer rim, the trap clamps shut in less than a second, capturing its victim and giving the plant nutrients not provided by the sandy soil. God's Word tells of another trap that can capture unexpectedly. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, the Apostle Paul warned his protege Timothy Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. And some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Money and material things may promise happiness, but when they take first place in our lives, we walk on dangerous ground. We avoid this trap by living with thankful, humble hearts focused on God's goodness to us through Jesus. As 1 Timothy 6.6 puts it, Godliness with contentment is great gain. The temporary things of this world never satisfy like God can. True, lasting contentment is found only through our relationship with Him. Today's encouragement was provided by Our Daily Bread Ministries. If you're looking for a church to call home, start your search with the church directory at am630theword.com. There you'll find hundreds of churches near you. Churches like Agape Christian Church, Trinity Baptist, River City Community Church, Calvary Chapel of San Antonio, Freedom Fellowship, Riverview Cavalry Chapel, His Life Fellowship, Alamo City Bible Church, and Calvary Chapel Solid Rock. Or make sure your home church is listed so others can find you. It's the church directory at am630theword.com. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. 
After releasing four singles over the past two years, 25-year-old Ava Max has experienced the ebb and flow that comes with an emerging career. Her new single, Sweet But Psycho, peaked at number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. In that tune, Ava masquerades as a femme fatale who parades through life wrapped in a superficial sweetness that conceals a darker, more sinister intent. So someone say, don't drink a potion, kiss your If there's a message here, it's a cautionary tale in the form of a mental health horror story. But Ava's breakthrough hit, especially its video, is short on sweetness and long on psychosis. For a full review, visit PluggedIn.com slash radio. I'm Bob Olaszewski for Focus on the Families Plugged In. Find out more about your favorite programs and the ministries on AM630 The Word by going to the program guide at am630theword.com. There, you'll get connected to the ministry website, email, and phone number. Plus, find out when your favorite show airs on the program guide at am630theword.com. Let us come together. Let us join as one. Let us turn our faces to the rising sun. Let us go up to Zion, to God's holy hill. A mighty army that will worship Him. We will worship Him. We will worship Him. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Worship Him. We are back. We are going to continue our discussions here on the Bible Live program. We're going to continue our discussion now of uh, the book of Job. Now, Jacob, you had a couple of things we talked about in the break that I, I want you to, to share there. I think they're important for folks well, to see. Yeah, well, what we're going to do is we're going to give an overview of the yeah, book. Why, why don't you do that? You want to do that first? Yes. Okay, just in case there's someone listening that you haven't been a part of. We started this discussion last week when we started reading the book of Job uh, uh, last week, and so they came into our uh, Sunday night uh, program. It, it, the book of Job – it's a very unique book, as Jacob said. It was the first in this oldest book. We get a glimpse into heaven. We get a glimpse. Satan uh, comes to God, you know, and he accuses, as Satan does. He's accuser of the brethren, and, and of course, um, our understanding is that Satan, uh, Lucifer, is a, a fallen archangel. A third of the angels that fell from grace, fell from God, relationship with God, were cast to earth. Uh, they were cast from God's presence. Presence, but now he comes and he presents himself, and he is a an accuser of the brethren. Now, what we have to understand here, <clears throat> I think the big lesson we have to understand is that God is sovereign and God is controlling. Even even Satan himself, who rebelled against God, he's not God's equal. Uh, he he now acts and functions in his rebellion only at a level and to the degree that God allows him. And so we have Satan coming before God and accusing. He said uh, God's, God begins the book by bragging on his, on his servant, Job. He's, isn't that a great thought that God bra- I've often thought, Lord, I hope you're bragging on me. I would love for God to be 
you know, proud of me and bragging on me. Well, he does. And then Satan says, well, he's only doing that way because, you know, you're treating him nice. You're giving him a great family and wealth. And so and so Satan accuses that way. And and then God uses that as an opportunity. He's going to. Okay, well, you'll see. He's not that way. He is faithful. He is. He, he trusts me, and so he allows Satan to to be used as an instrument to to put Job's faith to the test. And so that's the story. Job does he he removes his family, his possessions, and he takes away his family members and his blessings. And finally, he's even there at loss of his health. You know, he's scraping off uh, uh, sores on his body and so on. And so uh, that's the story. Now, these three, quote, friends come along. Eliphaz, um, oh, let me see. Yeah. Uh, the three it, friends. What's the three, three friends? friends. Yeah. Uh, I remember the Bill Dad, the shoe height, yeah. the short, shortest guy the in the short Bible. Guys, shoe height, height. yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, they come along, <clears throat> and they're supposed to comfort him, but they what they end up is they just end up accusing him. You're a sinner. You're only suffering now because you ah, you did bad things. Excellent. Can <clears throat> I just summarize? Yeah. This is, this is from ancient literature. Mm-hmm. Actually, the first one, Eliphaz, we'll mm-hmm. say. He actually gets pretty. He goes from like uh, just argumentative to he goes to uh, to actually being uh, insulting, insulting, vindictive. But he his argument is, Job, you really are a sinner, and it gets worse and worse. Now the second guy takes it from there. His point is is that you're not only a sinner, but you know there's a purpose for you, for this punishment to a sinner. It makes you improve your actions. So pain tre- if you mistreat people, they get to be better people. Is his argument, and then it also other people witness it. So your pain and suffering is so that other people will have an idea they should get better. So yeah. it's good that but you it's straighten up, or they're gonna what's going to sure. happen to Job's going to happen That's to you. Right. Yeah. And then the third one is that you know this all fits together because good people go to heaven, bad people. People don't, and so it's all a big picture. You just can't get your mind around. But we know at the end of the book of Job, God appears and tells all three, "Yes, your religious thoughts about God. I never said any of that. All three of you are wrong. Now, what's fascinating to me, as we read the book of Job, when you can go back and you read all these really sterling arguments and all this logic, and they are logical. Mm-hmm. And you go back oh, yeah. and you think, man, this makes a lot of sense. And then you realize... That God shows up and says, your thoughts God about says you're God wrong. is wrong. <laughs> I never said that, he says to them. Yeah, Isn't that fascinating? <clears throat> and then they are t- told to go to Job and to have him pray for them. Yeah, and to be re- to have their sins forgiven, to be reconciled to God, and, and it, 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 it's an amazing book. His his wealth is restored, his possessions, his health, uh, and his he it, he it double. In fact, but as you said last week, he, he didn't get double the number of children because you can't put a value on human life. And also, it's very clear that uh, that he names the children seven sons, three bo- three girls, mm-hmm. and then it names possessions. When you have something stolen from you improperly, mm-hmm. that's the remedy for God's law is it's doubled, returned to you. And replaced, yeah. So, so the possessions are returned, but as you say, you can't give double kids because you can't replace a human being. And I think you ought to bring out this point you said about, as Esther was talking about, the, God's treatment here in the book. Uh, now, this is the oldest book of the Bible in, in terms of its uh, well, it the picture of uh, God's man here uh, and so on. And we see the treatment of women when God, when Job, 
shares his his inheritance with right. his children, he gives an equal inheritance to boy, men right. and women. Everybody knows in the book of Numbers that uh, <coughs> Moses made a decree to these daughters, mm-hmm. and he divides up. People mistakenly think that that's the first time it happened. Didn't it? Didn't in the book of Job. When Job dies, he leaves equal inheritance to both his sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. So they were not treated differently. Mm-hmm. People, actually, many times I insist on, they mistake the Jewish culture for Arab culture. Mm-hmm. And that's not how things were done. Exactly right. Yeah, And so anyway, I thought that was a good point to bring out. Now, that's the book. What we have is then Job, these three friends come to Job and he speaks in his grief, in his sorrow, and his, in his, his struggle now of faith. His test, faith is being tested, and they pile on one after the other. Job will speak, and then another one of them will speak and accuse him, and then he speaks and answers it, and then the other one comes on and, and piles on and, and accuses him. Then Job answers it, and then the other one. So they go through various. Um, Cycles of these uh, these accusations, and then the young fellow named Elihu, Elihu, or El- Elihu, as you say his name, uh, a young. There's a young man who doesn't speak until the kind of the end of the book, probably from respect for his elders. I, I'm he guessing does. he does. He actually says, "I waited because I was youngest." <clears throat> and do you know what Elihu means? No, it means he is my God. He is my God. If I add a J to it, it's Eliyahu, which is Elijah. If I add a J, isn't mm-hmm. that fast? How about that? Yes, sure is. But he comes along, and he and he 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 shows a lot of wisdom. This young guy does, and and uh, so anyway, that's the book. It goes through these various speeches and Job struggling with his suffering and his pain and his loss and his disappointment, uh, and, and yet he and they're accusing him. It's your it's your sin. It's you, and and now. Now, there's a reason why the book, even it's the earliest book. Uh, now, remember, in the book of Genesis, we say that God is establishing the, you know, it's a book of beginnings. And, and, and God lays out, you know, how the earth began and how the, uh, God's dealings with people. We see the flood. We see Then we come with Abraham. A lot of things in the book of Genesis turn out to be the first. Well, Job here, I think what we see in the book of Job is God is making it clear to human beings this is going to be the playing field. This is what your life is all about. This is a... In, in effect, earth for us as human beings is a trial. It's a, it's a place where we determine, for one, the most important decision that every human being on planet earth makes is what place are they going to give to God, the creator, the one who made us, the one to whom we own, to, to whom we owe gratitude and thanks and praise and worship and, and, and our, in other words, we we decide now, am I going to give God his rightful place in my life and worship the true living God or not? So that's one that's the big test. And then underneath that test <clears throat> is how are we going to live? Now, the thing about it is is that we all we live in a closed system. Yeah, God does step into history at times. He does something supernatural what we'd call a miracle or a sign but generally speaking uh, over you know immensely uh, most all of the time we live in a closed system and it's ruled only by morally neutral 
natural laws. In other words, a bullet doesn't turn into a marshmallow just because it's headed toward an innocent child, for example. Good things happen to bad people. Bad things happen to good people. This, that, and it's not just by mistake. It's just not. This is by design. This world is created to be where it's, like I said, it's ruled only by morally neutral natural laws. And it's a testing ground to where we we make that decision. Are we going to choose God to love him, to honor him, to worship him, and to follow after him? And in that context, once we've decided to – what would happen if, if if everybody that trusted Christ immediately we were – swept up into heaven, or if every time we trusted Christ or we began a relationship with God and talk, walking with God, what would happen if everything started going great? You yeah, never got sick. Everybody would do it. Everybody, why? Not because they want God and love God and desire God, right, right. but because, hey, I, wanna, I want all this That's good stuff. You and, know? Are you, and of course, there's a theological <clears throat> question, perhaps philosophical. Mm-hmm. What's the word if you combine it to theosophical? Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, are you really loving God if you're doing it for the reward? In fact, there's an old Jewish saying from I don't know how many long long ago about uh, a real a faithful man loves God because it, he loves God not for the reward. Yeah, and I think that that's true. But that's also remembered. Even though we're, we're promised right, a yeah. reward in the Bible, right. the rewards are spoken of, and God yeah. gives them. And, yeah, that's and, right. And it's meant to be. It's meant to be motivation. Yeah, I, know, to, I want you to know that I'm doing this for the right reason, but I know what I'm going to get. Yeah, <laughs> but it it's still something, even a reward. You still have to believe it by faith. Well, sure. <laughs> and let me strengthen. It's not. It's not. Actually, you know, you don't. It's just the promise of reward. It's not, you know. So you still have. It's still a faith step. And so it's very important that whatever God promises, He always keeps His promise. Yeah. And one of the examples of that is His promises, shall I say, to Israel. But I'd mm-hmm. like to strengthen your earlier example. Okay. Yeah. Go. Yours. You're, you, you said something about why is the Book of Job here? It does illustrate that we're going to have difficulties. Mm-hmm. All people have yeah. difficulties. Yeah. But you know what? One of the things I've settled on about the book of Job, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've read lots and lots of ancient and modern commentators and scholars, and the scholars range from the silly to the sublime, and occasionally they come up with a real good idea. Because it's your favorite book. You've yeah. Done, yeah. So, uh, but what I actually, these three characters are seeing the suffering of Job, and they're doing what the rest of us do when we discuss Job. They're actually. Well, they're actually wanting to resolve and come to an answer. So they're using their own religious thought. They're using their own reasoning. And it turns out really not to be right because we know that. So as we go through it, knowing where it's going to end up, that helps to know. And the conflict we all suffer from, if you say, is the same conflict they're suffering from. We all have the this thing. This book is so problematic is we have this thing, and I do too. God is sovereign. He's superior. The, Satan is not equal to him, as you said. Mm-hmm. However, we, we want God to be just. All, his, all Job's friends want mm-hmm. God to be just. And then we also accept the fact God knows everything. His three friends do. So we're all using that same kind of reasoning, and yet it's our reasoning. 
And so what's happening is when his three friends go through this, they understand that there's a God. They seem to understand that there's a sense of justice. We all want God to be just. And God has to be not in any way subject Mm -hmm. to Satan. Mm -hmm. That is a conflict for all of us, Mm -hmm. including myself. But this causes us to stop and discuss Job, his suffering, and God, and even Satan a little bit. In fact, one of the uh, comments I ran across from a a very ancient writer about Job, because they've all addressed Job. It's been a pretty common subject. And they say, you know, the problem is that Satan... Um, has a mission to foment sin, be, betray innocence, and inflict pain and punishment on mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. That's his mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, But then God created Satan. Mm-hmm. And, and, and actually, in the context of what we... Yeah, from the scriptures, right, what the Bible says about him... right in the middle of my quote. No, no I'm just saying that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up for you and say that makes sense because in the context of the the story of who Satan was Satan would incite we every human being that humbles himself to God and loves God and and, and dies to himself in the sense as, as Jesus said later on in a way we accuse Satan because he was unable unwilling to do that actually so you can see I the animosity a lot of perhaps actually not holding <clears throat> Satan accountable for this but really God accountable but it's Satan that's doing the bad stuff mm-hmm. but uh, let me just run through that mission the mission of Satan is to formant sin and betray innocence inflict pain and punishment on mm-hmm. people well but of course God created Satan but it foils man's mission to whatever he's supposed to be doing and it also somehow interrupts God's goal. Now, Satan seems to be trying to do that, because we can go back to the Garden of Eden. We see mm-hmm. that type of thing happening. And so this is provoking us to talk and think about it and try to resolve it, exactly like Job's three friends are. They have their own religious philosophy, you might say. And it turns out there are things we all use today. Well, maybe the sin is, maybe you are a bad sinner. Maybe you got it coming. And maybe uh, the second guy, maybe you do learn something. Mm -hmm. And other people witness it, and they learn, don't do it. And so we But we sure have to be careful about doing that, don't we? Honestly. And and, and so I think it's essential that we're told at the beginning that God says, no, Job's a good guy. He's got his integrity. And at the end, God tells these three, you guys got it wrong from your reasoning. Mm -hmm. And so that tells me with my reasoning about God, and therefore is for me the answer why the book of Job (coughs) appears, not just for all the horrible Mm -hmm. tragedies that take place, that is teaching me that I really may not understand God as well as I think. I'm only trying to rationalize as I do like Job's Mm -hmm. friends did. Mm -hmm. And actually... They're so they become so rational. They become cruel, mm. and then that's why yeah. it leads the Joe to nineteen twenty two. It says, "Aren't you satisfied with my body? Mm. Yeah, to eat my soul as yeah. well." Well, you know, this is I think one of the great lessons of Job as well. I've heard it preached on from this point of view, as, as to uh, how do you comfort a grieving friend? How do you comfort a person who has suffered a great loss? And, uh, you know, we always are tempted to come with our explanations, even if it's a good explanation, uh, even if it's a good explanation that, you know, uh, God is good. You can trust him. You know. but, 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 you know, Elihu, the young guy, 
Yeah. Now I know he waited to speak yes, because it says yes. he because I'm yes. I'm younger and I'm yes. out of respect, but you know he may have modeled a good uh, way to approach to counseling and to comforting people as well. well. That's one don't of the come lessons. in with a big answer. There you, know? there you go. Be willing to listen. Just listen because God doesn't criticize or correct him. <clears throat> so we right. know what Job says is okay. What Eliyahu says, El- Elihu. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Okay. okay? Sure. Uh, who is it that's called, um, Who's up next? Give me that name again. Harold is up uh, wanting to talk with us. Uh, Harold, good evening to you. Is it raining in your part of the city right now? It was, but I believe it's over. It just had a little sprinkle here and there. Okay. Well, it was really raining out where Esther was. That's kind of interesting. It, where I guess a big enough city where it could change from one part of the city to the other. Well, thanks for calling in, my friend. What what You got something to tell us about the book of Job this evening, or what, what's on your mind? Well, well, yeah, of course. Uh, actually, you all said you have the, that's the book of Job, and I said, well, now, now you have my mother. Uh, I had called my mother up, you know, she, she has discussed the book of Joe with me in the past and she doesn't really like that book. And it seems, and she says, coming from a woman, I'm trying to quote her, uh-huh. you know, I've had a bunch of kids too. I didn't have no cows or anything, but mm-hmm. she went like that. But she said that, um, it seems like for someone to, to lose everything, and then from a woman, she kept telling me that over and over, a woman's point of view, that this man lost everything. He got wife's back. He got kids and everything else back. Mm-hmm. But she, she, she's feeling, she thinks that it would, it would show more faith or it would look, he would be a God man, God's man, her quote, if if he would have lived by himself the way people do today. My mother lost her, my dad, your uh-huh. husband, my brother right. of AIDS and this and that. I'm not, we, we can't, we're not comparing the book of Job to our lives today per se, but from a woman's perspective, she, she, she just says it makes her angry. And I said, Mama, I said, I wish you would call the radio show. She goes, they won't let me say this on the air, Harold. If you say it, they're going to cut you off. <laughs> I said, I already said it. I already said it. And yeah. and I did touch a little bit about what, what was said last week on the show. And she liked both sides, you mm-hmm. know. And she, she she's always told me, Harold, you, your life has changed so much that, uh, uh, how does she put it? You know, you know how Christians talk. Most Jewish people mm-hmm. have helped. That's her quote. Helped you so much. You know, I don't know yeah. where you'd be without that synagogue. Mm-hmm. You know, and so back to her. It just does not. And it's a little bit what Esther was saying, like it, taking up for the woman's perspective, as you know, the man gets everything back. But what but, if but he didn't know he was going to get it back? I mean, well, God words, knew. That that's that what Mama said. That wouldn't guarantee. God knew. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but God knew. And, okay. And that's what my mother says. God knew. And so all along, he knew he was going to get everything back. And, you know, I can't speak for every woman in the world, but my, Mama just says that, that is an aggravating book. And I've heard her say <laughs> it over the years. And she really, really doesn't really need to hear that coming from a woman again uh-huh, uh-huh. because she's had kids and she's lost one and of course my dad passing away himself and 
stuff like that. But anyway, I better let you run. Well, that sounds, um, as far that as sounds myself, interesting. It's very intriguing. I, it is. It is. Yes. Go, I hope go it ahead, is. It, go ahead. Well, no. The, the only last thing I was going to say was, um, oh, I almost forgot, but was, you know, I do like the book of Job, but it's very aggravating also. And, and when I'm reading it and I'm stumbling through it, I always feel like I'm not getting what I'm supposed to be getting. I want to be so true to the meaning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and um, you know, when I hear the Jewish point of view, I don't take it as that's a different point of view. Mm-hmm. It's the same book. And the Christian point of view, I need both points of views. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same God. Mm-hmm. You know, so, well, I better let you go. I, I don't know. Right. Mama said I couldn't say all that, but <laughs> you did it. Well, and you're not in trouble with us. Now you might yeah. be in trouble with Mama, okay. but I don't uh, know. Well, well, thank you, thank you, Harold. That was a very nice comment you made. All right, we are glad, and uh, and and I think he has a good point there. That yes, yeah, obviously this book is so. This is profound. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And I think that's one reason every year. We have more callers, we have more text, we have more emails, we have more comments and more participation from the book of Job than any other book. I mean, year after year after year, this book touches people. It it touches us where we've all suffered loss. We've all suffered confusing situations and circumstances. And, and you remember how children always say, well, you know, it's not fair. It's not, that's not fair. And what do we say as adults? Uh, we say... Who said life was fair? Oh, I always say, uh, who told you it was supposed to be fair? Yeah, who told you it was supposed to? And, and and that really comes out of this book. What God is saying, folks, is that we're going to live, we're going to choose that relationship with God, and we're going to live with God, and, and experience, you know, we're going to live out our life here on planet Earth. It's not... It's not heaven. We're not in heaven yet. This is going to be a a valley of decision in this life. It's where we're going to choose what place are we going to give God in our life. And if we do choose God, we're not going to get treated any differently. Bad things are still going to happen. It it happened to Job, and it's going to happen to us. We, we We live by faith in this world. Faith and our faith is going to be tested and tried like precious silver. It's going to be, you know, God's going to help our faith to grow and be stronger and stronger. But the reward and all of the solutions that we look for, the justice that we look for, it's not in this world, it's in the next. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about how what Job knew about the world and the universe. All right, we'll be right back. Don't go away. You're listening to the Bible live with Soapy Dollar. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. 
That's so funny, folks. Uh, that chord progression is one of the most common chord progressions of uh, all music. The you know one one six four five uh, boom 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 boom. You know, and to hear that old song, that chorus uh, sung with that rhythm, it's it's hilarious. Speaking of an old chorus, <clears throat> yeah, we've got one more segment well, here. Yeah, let's so get... let's just run through a few things. Did you know that the Book of Job says the Earth is round? It's a circle. The Hebrew word is circle. Oh, yeah. Now, folks, by the way, if you're just joining us, we're talking about, uh, of course, all things biblical. Wow. This is the Bible Live, and we're talking about our readings this past week from the book of Job uh, in the Bible. And Jacob was just bringing out the, uh, some of the unique yes. aspects so of the book. When people the say, oldest book of the Bible in that sense. The oldest book in the Bible. And he talks about and he t- the and world And he knows round. this. Are you ready for this? Do you happen to have a Bible? You mean Job didn't think the world was flat like everybody else? No, no, no. In fact, that's I'm always amused by the people who say, oh, the earth was flat. They thought it was flat. Nobody thought it was flat except the scientists. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) And the map makers, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, but so look at, uh, let's see, let's try this. Let's take a look at uh, chapter 26. Okay. You happen to have a Bible with you this evening? I do. You ask me that so often. I still have my Bible with me. Uh, well, yes. take, take a look. And, and Chapter actually, 26. And let's, let's, why don't you read, why don't you, would you be kind enough to read? Uh, <clears throat> uh, I'll tell you what. First, I will tell you this. Why don't you start at number 7, 26, number 7, because it says the earth is hung out in space God, on nothing. God stretches the northern sky over empty space and hangs the earth on nothing. Oh, now how did Job know that the earth way back then was in space on nothing. But keep reading. Let's see what mm-hmm. else it says. He wraps the rain in his thick clouds, and the clouds don't burst with the weight. He covers the face of the moon, shrouding it with his clouds. Now, that's what talking about the interpretation that your translation is, mm-hmm. is okay. Okay, okay. But it's talking about the the, earth, the moon is shrouded. In other words, it only reflects light. It doesn't create light. But keep yes. going. Keep going. Okay. He created the horizon when he separated the waters. He set the boundary between day and night. The foundations of heaven tremble. They shudder at his rebuke. By his power, the sea grew calm. By his skill, he crushed the great sea monster. What is that? Well, uh, that sea monster. How does your verse 10? Hebrew Rahab, the name of a mythical sea monster that represents chaos in ancient literature. Well, in ancient literature. Yeah, but what verse 10 should be, (laughs) I guess you said when he set the border. Is that how you use this? Yeah. The word border is actually the word circle. Set, uh huh. The bound, uh, the the circle between uh, of day and night. Is that the idea? Well, in verse ten it says uh, he created the earth, the surface of the water, and it's a circle. Uh-huh, so okay. listen, look very carefully what it says. <laughs> so the earth is a circle. It's round. Uh huh. It's out in space on nothing. The sun creates light, but the moon only reflects it. But look what it says, and it says there is light and darkness. So Job knew. 
The Earth is round. It's out in space on nothing. The moon reflects light. The sun gives light, creates mm-hmm, light. Mm-hmm. But he knew light and dark at the same time. So the idea is the circle would say on one side of the Earth is light and the other time it's dark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. It is. So all, these, so all this has been there. Since the very beginning. And and Job has many of these details. You know what I'm always fascinated What was this thing about the flood? You said that oh, yes, Job I did. mentions the flood. Would you be so kind? Do you still have your Bible? <laughs> no, I really don't now. I took it down the hallway and left it down in the last Let's take a look two at uh, chapter 22. Okay, I'm going to go back here. Chapter 22, 24. 23, 22. Now, what verse? Uh, let's start at, uh, I don't know how yours are going to translate. Let's start. Did your oh, voice oh, just oh, break? Yeah. I tell you what, you're like yeah, a teenager. I'm going, I'm going through puberty, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going backwards through puberty. <clears throat> um, okay, so anyway, why don't you start wherever you want, but I'll tell you the verses that are essential for this. Mm-hmm. It starts at 15 through 17. Will you continue on the old paths? Now, who is this speaking here? Let's well, see. we've got to keep reading. Oh, this is Eliphaz. Uh, will you continue on the old paths where evil people have walked? They were snatched away in the prime of life. The foundations of their lives washed away. For they said to God, leave us alone. What uh, can the Almighty do referring to us? To? They walked on their paths. They said to God, leave us alone, and they were washed away. That is... Oh. It's Noah's flood. So these people knew about Noah's flood, so that gives us one time reference. Okay. And we also know that one of the other people there is one of the other children of Esau. So we're starting to close in when this was actually written, you see. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Isn't that fascinating? That's the idea. Yeah, I see that's that's the, that's why they give it a date uh, in a sense. They locate right, it in sure. the time of the uh patriarchs there. Uh Esau would have put him at least after Isaac, because Exa- Isaac's son, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob, and Esau sure. were his there children. There you go, sure. So that would have, oh, I see, and, I get and, it. And, get then, it. and so, so we've got that in here, but we've also got some of the arguments that I really like to touch on. There's a lot of arguments going back and forth between um, Noah, but some of uh, Noah, between Jacob, uh, Job. <laughs> some of Job's arguments are really incredible. Do you have still, if you have your Bible, let's look over at chapter 7. <laughs> okay. Yes, I do still have my Bible. Let's see here. Chapter 7. There's chapter 19. There's chapter 14. I'm getting there. 10, 9, 8. Okay, hang on. Uh, You found it? I'm getting there. Uh Slowly, but there it is. Okay. Now, if you you want to, maybe you could go through 17 through 21. Oh, wow. That's a good portion. What are people that you should make so much of us that you should think of us so often? That sounds like Psalm Eight. Yes, it does. When I consider the sun, the moon, the earth, and the stars which thou hast made, what are man? What is man that you should notice us or think of us? Right. Oh, that, well, that, he might have read this book. You think? Well, he might have read the it. The psalmist sure. might have known yeah. the book of Job. What are people that you should make so much of us that you should think of us so often? For you examine us every morning and test us every moment. Why won't you leave me alone at least long enough for me to swallow? <laughs> if I have sinned. What have I done to you? Now, this, ah, this is isn't Job. Isn't that a, Now, look at the argument. Job is saying, look, what have I done to you, God, if I sin? Well, oh, watcher, how does that affect you? Oh, watcher of all humanity, right. why, may, why make me your target? Am I a burden to you? Why not just forgive my sin and take away my guilt? For soon uh, I will lie down in the dust and die. 
When you look for me, I will be gone. So what we have, one of Job's <laughs> arguments is, look, God, I'm, earlier he says, I'm just flesh and blood. I'm a human being. You made me, so that's all mm-hmm. I am. So in my days, as he puts it in Job, is my days, days and nights go faster than the weaver's shuttle. I go to, mm-hmm. up and down, up and up and down. And then he's actually saying to God, he's saying, look, okay, let's say that I did sin, God. What effect does that have upon you? Just forgive me or let it get over with. That doesn't affect you. Wow. You see how why I like Joe? He's struggling with it, isn't he? He's he's trying to figure what is it? You know what? Uh, How does how does this work? And that's what I'm trying to say to folks. You we need to get in Job's skin and we need to get him into his heart and his mind. And if we do, we'll understand in the in the it will come out of this book with a real good sense of understanding what God's purpose is for our lives here on planet Earth. It makes sense. It's not chaotic. It's not no. It, it there's a purpose for the way we live and for the setting that we live in this closed system where good and evil coexist right, and so on. Right, there's right. a purpose for it, and Job closes in on it as he goes through the book as he struggles with these great themes he comes out with he understands then that that this is a this is a world where we must live and walk by faith and trust in God uh, we're not going to get all of the answers justice isn't going to be perfectly carried out in this life it's going to be and there is going to be a time right but it's not in this life and in this life intentionally it is a place of testing and trial. It's a place of growth and learning. It's like basic training. The the the, the kids out at Lackland they get this sometimes and they go, "Wow, that's just like basic training." We're being put to the test to to prepare us for what we're going to be. Are you still doing that stuff out there at those military bases? Oh man, I love How it. How many preachers you run out there? Yeah. Well, well, we we have about two. We had nineteen one thousand nine hundred and fifty seven students today. Uh-huh. We had uh, we about fifteen or sixteen teachers and volunteers that come out and help us, and we saw a hundred and forty seven young men and women make a decision to to trust Christ to to begin their journey with God, their their walk of faith with the Lord. That's an amazing thing we get to do, Jacob. I mean, That's it's just. A, I thought you had about twenty, twenty-five volunteers or preachers. Yeah, we there. usually have about fifteen or sixteen every week. I see. We have about eighty-five in all that that rotate. Oh, I see. That's where I got the number. Every week they come. Yeah. Okay, here's something interesting. You don't have to look at it. But uh-huh. back in six twelve, I have Job, a Bible here. If you, uh, no, because we're to. gonna we are gonna go to something. Okay. But six twelve, he tries. To, he starts off by saying, "To God, look." Uh, I, I'm I'm not stone. He actually says in six twelve, I'm not stone. I'm just flesh. Mm-hmm. No, but and he, so he's setting it up. And then we just went through the other thing about uh, that God. Uh, what does it harm you if I did do a sin? That's mm-hmm, one argument. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then when we get over to chapter ten, is one of the most remarkable arguments that Job makes, mm-hmm. and you might find that remarkable argument. And if you happen to have a Bible with you this evening, uh, it's chapter 10, <laughs> you never verse quit, 8 through 13. You formed me with your hands. Now let's look at Let's just not read it. Let's understand what's being said. Okay. You formed me. Now, this is Job talking to God. You formed me with your hands. You made me. Yet now you completely destroy me. 
Remember that you made me from dust. Will you turn me back to dust so soon? You guided my conception and formed me in the womb. Now, that's a very interesting passage. You would think that the psalmist must have read that as well in Psalm 1. Actually, you know what the Hebrew says? Psalm 139. It's the same idea about Mm -hmm. forming in the womb. Mm -hmm. So that is the idea, but you were talking about You poured me out like milk and curdled me like cheese. Oh, you got it. Okay, so Mm -hmm. you congealed me like cheese. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh you, you remember you made me from dust. Will you turn me back to dust so soon? You guided my conception and formed me in the womb. You clothed me with skin and flesh, and you knit my bones and sinews together. You gave me life and showed me your unfailing love. My life was preserved by your care. Yet your real motive, your true intent was to watch me, and if I sinned, you would not forgive my guilt. Oh, mm, listen to that. Wow. Listen to that. Yeah. Do you know what he's – let me translate. May I? Sure. Um, may, uh, it, well, I'm trans, it's, it's, this is the next argument. What he's making here is, look, God, I'm, uh, you may, I'm not flesh, of course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but on this particular argument, he's saying, look, you made me. I only am what you made me to be. If I'm doing the best I can, how can you hold it against me? I am what you made me. And if God made me, then that is what I am. How can you hold it against me? What a brilliant argument. Yeah. In other words, God, you can't blame me. I'm doing what you made me to do. And listen, this is so interesting because there there are – Two people in this whole story yeah. that know that Job is innocent. Yes. That he's not he hasn't sinned. He's okay. I mean it doesn't mean he never no, sinned. No, I got you. Sinned, Listen, but, but I'm that, on I'm on but, the same page. But his me. suffering is not a result of his sin. That's, that's right. Idea. We know there that. There are two people who know that. And who is that? God yes. and Job. <laughs> oh, very good, actually. And we as an observer, get, we, yeah. we're sitting in the gallery, and we get the entire picture, so we know that all he didn't do something wrong. And here he is, though. He knows that fact, and, and yet he's struggling. He's thinking this through and trying to figure out. Now, if I didn't do anything wrong, right. why is this happening right. to me? And he does the whole and, thing. I'm not stone. And, I'm flesh. And, and, yeah. and he, he kind of tries all the different ideas that these friends, quote right. friends, are coming at him with. Uh, and yet he knows he hasn't he hasn't sinned. He's not rebel, rebelled against God. Or, and so, uh, so he's struggling right. with this as well. And finally he comes to this understanding that – you know, that's the nature of this life is is a test and a trial and a and and the whole idea that James and Peter talk about in the New Testament. You know, you talk about these trials and sufferings of this life, or the that's refining and making our strength grow, and, and it's like pure. Our our faith is so crude. It's like gold, and, and the sufferings and the difficulties of life are are purifying our faith and making us stronger, uh, and so. Job is kind of he's he's coming to that as well, and so we and so are we as we study his life. It, it's uh, and it's see this book of Job book. with all this the stuff that's in it. It forces us to pause and talk about it. I think that mm-hmm. maybe 
something with why the book of Job may be here, because we're supposed to stop and say, wait a minute, these arguments that these guys are making are good arguments. Mm-hmm. And then got the wrong. And and so, but it makes us think about God, because why would God allow this? But we're engaging in God. Listen, there's a couple things. Can I, I ask you one more question? I, would, before I, you I wouldn't have it your... any other way. Here, here's something that fascinates fascin- Fascinates me, uh, and it's easy for me to say, isn't it? Uh, it fascinates me, and it's and it does quite often, because when you read the Bible, we home in on the these main characters, Job and the main guys, right. or David and Goliath, and you know the the you know got Saul and you got Jonathan, you got the, but actually the Bible sometimes it's made up too. There, there are a lot there are a lot of just plain old people. They're not the main character of the story. Yeah, unless they don't live in Plano, they live they're, in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not the main character of the of the story, but they but they're they're what was called collateral damage. I yeah yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I do, but and, I don't. I don't like that term. But yeah yeah yeah. I, I know, but but it, sometimes you wonder about. For example, who's the collateral damage of Job's story? Oh. Everybody, his family, his friends, yeah. everybody. His children are wiped. Sure. His, yeah. So, and, and, and I always kind of wonder, well, what about them? And what we can know, and I think it's worth saying, is that God's dealing with them, too. Well, We're is. just not focusing on each one of them right. individually, their story. That's right. yes. We're telling Joe's story. But but God is involved with each one of them, too, and he's calling them. And they're, well, they're a part of each and other's story. And I want to suggest this. I know that mm-hmm. in some quarters this may be a difficult thought. But I would like to suggest these are not my thoughts. I always, mm-hmm. if I don't say that, it bothers me because I feel like I take some belongs to somebody else. But there is a thought. You're not Job, plagiarizing, okay? Yeah. Right, okay. So Job is, may shall I say, a personification of a uh, perhaps an ancient thought, a personification of Israel itself, uh-huh. because the nation of Israel. It's had its children and descendants killed. Yeah. And did it go on? It it's lost its the, possessions. It lost, yeah. it lost all its possessions. It lost its country. It's lost its children. Mm-hmm. And what happened is it still went on. And what happened, it got possessions back. It now has got Israel back. And they had more children and they kept going. You can't replace a child. But the children that Israel lost over the centuries, they are dead. They're gone. Mm-hmm. They're gone to be with God, let's say. But the Israel continued on on earth just like Job. And the idea, and I want to carry this idea forward. I think you'll like this because in the messianic idea that indeed, uh, as Job did when he prayed for his friends, in a very real sense, in a Christian idea, in a messianic mm-hmm. idea, you might say, it's the idea that the non-Jews, these three friends, that had their own religious ideas, were, God says, no, that's not right. Ask Job to pray for you. Mm-hmm. Is not that what the Christians believe that Jesus was mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. So the idea is there. But he also, does. It's funny you say that because uh, that's the role that Jesus has now. Yeah. He, yeah, he carried go. out the role of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. He was a perfect man, a perfect life of faith and trust and obedience to the Father. Then he but, who knew no sin became sin for us. Mm-hmm. And then he died. He was buried. He was resurrected. He ascended to the Father. And what well, is he we, doing we, now? Mm-hmm. He's interceding. So, He's praying for and us. And what happens is the world, let's mm-hmm. say the non-Jews, mm-hmm. but they're certainly part of Israel. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. grant you that mm-hmm. one. But here's the idea. Heresy denying God is one step shy of blasphemy. 
That's interesting thought. Mm-hmm. But I want to tell you something. Jesus himself in the Gospels, he mentions Noah, Daniel, Job. He mentions him, so he knew about him. He talked about him. He, uh, <clears throat> Ezekiel, in uh, chapter 14, 14 through 20, he mentions uh, Job and Daniel. So he knew about him. All these people knew these stories. So what they understood about these characters, Daniel, and right now we're talking about Job. What they understood about it is what we, I think, should come to understand that they were talking about. Good. That's my thought. Okay, uh, and and what is it they understood? What what is what what, what Their do you, idea. what's the bottom line thing that you take? And that that you, from your understanding of, right. of, of the Jewish uh, yeah. scholars and, and, yeah. and sages, what is the bottom line story that that it that Job was prophecy uh-huh. that uh, nations of the world will come to God mm-hmm. and they will do it by the theme because remember these stories are the you might see the characteristics of the Messiah is given before the Messiah. Otherwise, you have no idea what he's supposed to do. If I Mm -hmm. say Messiah, you say, what's that? Mm -hmm. But if you have the characteristics sort of birthed in the earth, you have the idea. So you have the story that Job, he has all this suffering going on. He has many of his children killed. Mm -hmm. But he keeps going on. And finally, he has more children. That's exactly what's happened with Israel. And then the nations of the world, represented by the three friends, they actually come and they say, oh, God has said we had our ideas wrong. We should listen to how Job, Israel, mm-hmm. and in this case, Jesus for the mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. with the Christians, mm-hmm. what they're saying about religion and God, more importantly, God. You mean you mean Jesus the Jew the Israel uh, yeah, the Israelite Yeah yeah he was in all the papers you know <laughs> By the way yeah uh, uh, exactly I, I think Yeah by the way I got to tell you something that did holds, you know that holds true yeah, and holds together for is. us as in well In fact did you know when Jesus was walking around there was a guy who had a little tailor shop in Jerusalem Yeah I did yeah mm-hmm. and he ran over and he said Jesus you're a real popular guy everybody likes you I'd like to kind of do a little business with you and Jesus says, what's that he said, and the tailor said let me make a let me make like a really nice robe for you. And you walk around and everybody will say, hey, boy, you're a swell guy. Well, I really like you what you're that? saying. And would you give them my business yes, card. Yes, and, and so yeah. that's right. <laughs> and so they went into business together. And do you know what that business was called? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, let me answer. It's It was called Lord and Taylor. <laughs> A business partnership. I was going to, uh, I don't know. I, That's a joke, folks. That's a joke. He's only so joking. So save the emails. Save the cards and letters. That's a joke. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. We, we, we're, now, we're not finished with Job. We've only read up uh, to chapter 37. So there's, you know, what, three more chapters? Uh, Four, it goes up to 42, 42. And, and, and so we haven't come to the part yet where where everything is restored to a Job, and, and we we've we've talked about it here. But we're going to go on and finish up the book of Job this coming week, and then we're going to go into the song, song of Solomon, uh, the, the song, song of songs, and then to the Ecclesiastes. Oh, do we do that? I thought we did Galatians. No, and then we go to Galatians. Okay, but that'll be. We'll talk about that next Sunday night. Oh yeah, what is the Song of Songs? Is that that's uh, writings of Solomon? 
Uh, yeah, that's that one where he talks about his yeah, bride, yes, you know, yeah, yeah. his love, the love, and then and then Ecclesiastes. Which like, uh, just as a yes, it's a, Ecclesiastes in Hebrew is koelis, uh-huh. which means the collector. Uh huh. He doesn't write everything; he collects the things. Now, is that about uh, this rich guy who says vanity, vanity, everything he does. is vanity, vanity, and, vanity? And then he says, "So who really knows if the animal and the body goes down to the dust and the spirit goes up?" Anyway, yeah. time's up, and I should say. This so, uh, Soapy's going to go away and do a big conference next week. Yep. And uh, other than that, if you uh, have an opportunity, you should always be the kind of person you would like to have for a parent. But we're still going to have a great program next week. I hope you. I'm hoping we have a wonderful, wonderful guest host. We'll see what happens. But uh, hope we we'll see you back here next Sunday evening. Don't listen to the Bible live Monday through Friday. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 9.30 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Live Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and The Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.